Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hello, welcome to this very special episode of the Defiant Business Podcast with Dr. Gail Hayes. So when we originally planned this episode, it was meant to be just one, the future's tapestry. But Dr. Gail and I dove in and got so deep into some of our topics, we actually had to divide it into two episodes. Yes, that's right. The content was so good, we couldn't edit out enough of it in order to create one episode to fit into our normal time requirements of 15 to 20 minute episodes. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, but be sure to check out the following episode, which will be episode 17, a very special continuation of today's episode, The Future's Tapestry. Let's listen in on the conversation. Okay, today is Friday with Dr. Gail Hayes. She's done all week. She's done a series of episodes with the Defiant Business Podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. And I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles. And I'm really excited because I know that we're all struggling to have these authentic conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion. We're still code switching. We're still struggling with what we're allowed to say. What if we make other people uncomfortable? How uncomfortable are we allowed to make them? And that is what Dr. Gail and I are going to talk about today. So Dr. Gail, thank you again for being here with me. Thank you again for having me, Ruthie. Okay, so we talked about this. We had a little pre-show conversation a little bit that inspired this particular topic, but we're we're calling it the future's tapestry. And so what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to ask you, Dr. Gill, what's the problem with the conversations that we're having right now around diversity? <laughs> Why would you ask me that? Okay. Because it was so good the first time you answered it. Okay. Well, I, you know, let me, let me just say this to you. One of the things that bothers me personally, this is my personal opinion, is that when we talk about diversity and inclusion, we usually lump everybody together. And right now, what's going on in our world, the shift in our world is, is, is mostly focused on Black people because we're the Black people, the ones getting killed. Okay? Yeah. And so what's happened is, this is what happens with Black people. You know, you've got the women's rights. You've got women's rights. You've got the LGBTQ community rights. But then you have civil rights. We're not civil. We're Black people. What's wrong with people saying black people rights? I don't get it. That minimizes us as a people and it dehumanizes us because we're all of a sudden civil. And so therefore what happens is there's a horse. Now people are open and we're gonna give people their rights. We're the horse. The LGBTQ community gets on our back. The women get on our back. We ride to the gate and they lock, up, they lock the gate and leave us outside because we are civil. We are not human. 
I don't like it, but it is a truth. And if you look at it, every time they had affirmative rights, more white women got into jobs than, than black people. Every time there's a shift when people's rights are violated, another group jumps on the bandwagon. I'll give you a case in point. I was in a big discussion with a lot of very high powered women and they were like, we got to get in and we've got to do this for women. There's not enough women in the corporate arena doing this, this, and this. And I'm sitting there blinking, right? And she said, and we got to bring our brown sisters with us. And this is right after George Floyd got killed, okay? And, she, and these are mostly all white women. But we, oh, and we got to bring our brown sisters with us. In other words, we got to let y'all in so we can get in the door. That's basically what that was saying, because right now is the time of the black people. But they still want to call us civil rights. How are we ever going to get what we deserve if we're civil and we're not people? It's all about words. I don't want to hear civils. The word civil bothers me. Civil. Who gave it that name? Who decided somebody, it was the civil rights you know, era? Somebody. It wasn't probably a white person. but some, Probably because they're the ones who wrote the history books too. Absolutely. Some white person called us civil because they don't want to deal with black rights. The bottom line is we're talking about black rights right now. And I'm tired of other groups jumping on the bandwagon. We talk about, when you talk about D&I, diversity and inclusion, well, we have to be sensitive to gender. We have to be, no, uh-uh. Y'all already been sensitive right there. Women's suffragettes, that was the women's right to vote was white women. It wasn't black women. We didn't have a right to vote at the time. I'm just saying, you know, so when they want me to, let's support women's right to vote. No, I have to support black right to vote because that wasn't for us. And then when we talk about LGBTQ, they had their moment. The White House was illuminated with the rainbow. Where's our stuff? Even the Japanese got reparations for being in, in, in turn during, during World War II. But you talk about us, we have to build this nation. Everybody gets quiet and wants to talk about civil rights. Are you kidding me? The, the ground of America is so red with the blood of my ancestors crying out, give us our 40 acres and a mule. I mean, we were promised us we never, we have to build this nation. And guess what? Most of the things that people use were created by black people because we did the work. We did the work. I mean, the, even the traffic light, blood transfusion. You know, we had the man who created the blood transfusion die because he couldn't get blood transfusion in North Carolina. I can't remember his name. I think his name was Daniel. But uh, Daniel something. I can't remember his last name because my mind is going like this. But he died because he couldn't get a blood transfusion. He created it oh. in my state, North Carolina. And so what I'm saying is right now for me, with the cultural shift, what's going to happen in the future is we will no longer be denied. Black people. And so I, I will be a voice saying, don't say civil rights to me, say black rights to me. I don't like that. It doesn't, I am not civil. I am certainly not civil. I'm disruptive. And, it's, and as such, we need a disruption in this thing because people keep jumping on our back, riding to the gate and not letting us in. I'm tired of that. I don't want to be a mule anymore. I don't want to be a horse anymore. Let us have our due. Give us our space and our place. Give us the honor we deserve because we've always had to honor America and we need America to honor us. It's just that simple. Uh, well, and I, I think also with, with calling it civil rights in addition to it being a, a misnomer, it isn't specific enough, like you said. So it leaves room for, for other things to be discussed, other things to be explored. Um, and other people are, are comfortable with that. They're very comfortable because I had to stop people today when they were talking about diversity and inclusion. And, you know, we're talking about all people. I said, no, no, no. Everybody else has had their turn. I mean, this was all white people. <laughs> and they were like, I said, let's get real. All of you diversity and inclusion people. 
I said, and I explained to them and they were all like, whoa. I said, I know this is a bit much for you because you want it to be a comfortable conversation, but this is uncomfortable words in, in a comfortable um, environment. So I'm going to make you uncomfortable saying, please, if you talk about diversity and inclusion, you must mention black people first. Uh, the other people have had their day. They're still getting rights. We have not, on the other hand, had ours. We're still dying and every day someone's killing us. I said, so, and you know, y'all can't say anything. I'm a former law enforcement officer. Hello. And so they were like, I said, you clap, but I need for you all to listen. I think that's nice. You clapping. And they all getting paid. They're all white, getting paid to do diversity and inclusion. And I told them straight up, as that's just like eating vomit. And I'm right on. <laughs> saying. I, I think I think though that is a, a really that's probably a good next step for for this conversation. So because right like because it's not it's not that white people can't you know obviously care about sure. diversity, equity, and inclusion. But when you say that it's like eating vomit, can you can you explain that? What do you mean? Yeah, how can you as a white person teach another person to be racially sensitive? You not and you have not involved yourself in a conversation with a person of color. There should be a presence for a, per, for a black person because right now we're dealing with black people. When you talk about race in America, we're not talking about Hispanic people. We're not the Latinx people. We're not talking about them generally. We're usually talking about who? The descendants of enslaved Africans. That's the group that is marginalized more than any because everyone else who comes here takes on the attitude of the majority and they treat us less than, they devalue us. Even a lot of the Latinx community devalues us because of the Asian community. They devalue us because of what they've been taught by the majority. So basically, that's what I mean. I mean, and how are you going to teach diversity and inclusion without the input of someone who needs, who can tell you what it looks should look like or what it feels like? This is an emotional issue. You need to understand the emotions of the people that have been marginalized and devalued. If you cannot, then you don't need to be teaching it because you're going to do the same thing, eating the same vomit, doing the same thing over and over again and get nowhere. And the only people they're willing to pay are white people to do it. I think that's awful. And so when I heard that they were doing all this, I'm thinking, nobody on here is black except for me. And they're all getting paid to do this work. And I'm thinking, I need to shut up because they're probably taking notes and taking myself back. <laughs> You know, but I'm I'm being real because it is very disrespectful to me for you to get someone who looks like you to teach a subject about somebody who doesn't look like you. And then all of a sudden they're elevated to this to the status of being an expert. And I've seen that happen. There are a lot of white people who are experts in diversity and inclusion. And then when they talk to me, they're blinking because see, I'm not an I let me just say this to you. I am not an appropriate Negro. And see, an appropriate Negro would say, yes, let's let them all teach as long as they're doing it all together. My thing is, no, no, no. If you're not including one of us at the table, wrong, wrong, wrong. And you may not have a hammer in your hand to hit us if we say something you don't like. No, no, no. That's the problem. So diversity and inclusion is, is a joke almost in America. They're all of a sudden hiring all these Black people to do it, but they don't want to say anything. I already know how that goes, Okay. So my thing is, ask us what we want. Don't assume you know. 
A lot of times people devote, come up with these programs based upon what they believe are the problems. And then if somebody black speaks up, they're like, well, no, they want to tell us what the problems are. Are you kidding me? I have one, I have one white friend who is just amazing. He says, Gail, I'm a white guy. I can't tell you what it should look like. Can you put together a racial bias training and tell, you know, and I said, okay. So he says, I, I'm the, I'm the last person on the list that should teach this. I want to say, you're the only one I know that's feeling this way. Cause I know a bunch of white men who are doing it. And I'm thinking you haven't even conferred with a black person. Cause really the issue right now is black and white in America. It's not the others. They're, they've already had, they've been pacified somewhat, but it's usually, it's really black and white because we're the ones who have, who have not been able to access capital, housing, all of those things that people take for granted. I mean, even the Latinx community, they've had the freedom to come here, come together as a community, form their own banks, they have a financial base um, that has always been shattered um, from us or kept from us by white people. And I don't care what people say they have, we have started building and they have come in with behind our, behind our backs with a jackhammer and, and build it up. Cause they don't want us to get anywhere. Some of them are, they're threatened by, I do not know why we, and you know, and if we were as violent as they say, we would already burned America down. We're not violent. They've been violent to us. We're not, but we just want to be treated fairly. That's it. And so my thing is, treat me fairly. Treat me not. Treat me the way you want. Um, you want somebody to treat your daughter or your granddaughter, or your grandmother. Treat, treat me nice because guess what? It's pay up time. The universe is paying stuff back now. <laughs> what you put out there, you better know it's coming back to your house. And I said, and I tell them, I tell people a lot of times, I said, you know, I said, your grandchildren, your children don't like what you've done. They've, they've seen your hypocrisy. I said, so therefore they're out there with black people saying, no, 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 no. And I said, and they're burning stuff down. And unfortunately, you might just get ready. You, your son may bring home a black girl. Your daughter may bring home a black man. You go have some brown grandbabies. Cause they're saying that we're not who you say we are. And what are you gonna do about that? I'm just saying. Oh, that's like the story. Okay. That's like my origin <laughs> story right there. <laughs> my mom is white and my dad is black. There you go. I bet your your mother's parents almost had a fit. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard. And and I, I mean, they're seeing the the number of multiracial oh, people is continuing to rise. Yes, and, and it's gonna continue happening. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what's coming next, but I think it'll be another one of those diversity topics that we have, especially because in the workplace, I've, I've always run into this issue of, of what it is that I am. What are you? Like, who only asked that question? Mostly white people. Why does it matter? Ask people, what are you? Wait a minute. What do you mean? My name is Gail. Okay. How about that? Call me Gail. Oh, wait, wait. And they blink. Human. You know? and what do we call you? Why don't you call me sister? Why don't you call me friend? Why don't you call me Gail? You want me to tell you what to call me when you want to talk about me behind my back? I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, because I'm going to talk to you to your face. I'm going to call you an author. I'm going to call you a colleague. I'm not going to say, you know, the white girl with the blue eyes and freckles. I said, I'm not going to say all that. I said, I'm not going to say you're in Italian-American, Irish-American, British-American. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say any of that. So why do you want me to educate you on what to call me? 
Thank you so much for joining Dr. Gail Hayes and I for today's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share so that way others can get this valuable information and these valuable perspectives. Thanks again so much for joining me and Dr. Gail, and we will see you on the next episode. Remember, The Future's Tapestry Part 2, Episode 17, and the final episode of Season 6 of the Defiant Business Podcast.